Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Well, I am so glad that you are with us today. If I haven't had a chance to meet you, my name is Aaron Burke, and I'm the lead pastor here at Radiant Church, where we are one church in multiple locations, actually right now one church in thousands of locations all across America, but I'm really pumped that you're with us. I believe God's got a word for your life today. We are in a series called Asking for a Friend, where we are taking your request, your questions that you've submitted in, and we are answering them based on truths from God's word. And I'm so glad after about four or five weeks of preaching alone on this stage, I've got a team on the stage today that's gonna help me out. So they are host right now on social media, so you can be writing in questions or any prayer needs, and obviously got my wife here, and I'm excited to just have a team bring a little energy. We're just slowly phasing into our big regathering on June the 21st, so um, it's, it's, it's exciting to have some people on the stage. But we can't answer all the questions that have been submitted. Some of you guys have submitted some questions that I don't, I don't even know if they're appropriate. Questions like this, like, do I need to wear pants to watch church online? And obviously, you, uh, you probably should. That's awkward right there. All right, here's another one. Has anybody else started talking to their pets because they miss meaningful conversations? So I think a lot of you guys, if you got to that place, you understand it's a little rough. Or how about this one? I love this one. How soon after waking up is it okay to take a nap? Obviously, it's not for you. It is asking for a friend. And I'm glad none of you guys on the stage submitted those questions. But there are some real questions that we're going to go through the next few weeks that are super important. The one today is probably one of the most important questions I get all the time. And if you're taking notes right there on the app, you're taking notes right here on the stage, I want you to write it down. It is such a crucial question that in 15 years of full-time ministry, it's a question that I think people have the, uh, the most confusion about, and it's simply this, ready? How do I hear God's voice? How do I hear God's voice? In a world that there's so much confusion, so much unrest, so much uncertainty, how do we hear what God is saying? Because can we be honest? Uh, we know what everybody else is saying during this moment. We know what the government is saying. We know what the economists are saying. We know what doctors are saying. You know what your friends on Facebook are saying. You all have got the crazy cousin who never even graduated high school, but he's got the solution of what's really going on in the deep state that everybody knows about. But we all know what they're saying. But what's God saying in this moment? What's the, what's the truth that he's speaking into us in this moment? And my question is simply this, what is God saying to me in the midst of this crisis? What is, he, what is he speaking to us in the midst of this crisis? He's a God that when he speaks, he brings peace and order in the midst of all of our chaos. And I believe that us as believers, if we are confused and if we are frustrated, we're missing out on the fact that our creator is speaking to us in this moment and he's got something to say. Write it down in your notes this way, ready? It's simply this, God has something significant to say about your situation. He does. He has something significant to say. So if, if you're confused and if you're frustrated and if things are broken, it's because God has something to say into it and we need to figure out what he's saying. So the question then comes is, is Aaron, like, then what is God saying? And the, the, the idea of this is I want you to understand 
that many people are missing out what God is saying because they just don't really believe that they have a God that wants to communicate with them. But you have to understand, this thing about Christianity is Christianity is not a religion. Religion is about rules. Christianity is about relationships. And a key to relationships, write it down your notes this way, the key to thriving in any relationship is, is proper communication. It's proper communication. You gotta know how to communicate to each other. Katie and I have been married for uh, this upcoming August is 10 years. And what I've realized is that our relationship kind of thrives or suffers based on communication. So I was working on this message the other night. And um, so it was, it was late. I was, I was working on this. And she walked into the room and I said, Katie, I need an illustration of when we had bad communication. And, and it kind of hurt our, our, our marriage. And she said, what was your answer? Today, she said today. And I said, what do you mean today? She's like, Aaron, I was gone. I'm doing an internship right now. I was gone through the day. You were supposed to watch the children. And, and I come home and the children are there, but you're not there. I said, I said, now let me just preface this. I said, but Katie, I hired someone. They came, they were watching the child. I was, I was out golfing with my brother. She's like, but Aaron, you did not communicate that to me. And I said, I need another illustration because that's too soon for this sermon. The fact is, is all relationships are built on and thrive based on communication. But real communication, write it down as this. Communication is two-part skill. It is both speaking and it is listening. And I think a lot of people, they, uh, they have no problem speaking to God because we like to talk, we like to pray first, but we miss out on the idea that we don't know how to listen. And why is that? Why don't we listen? And I would sum it up with this one th phrase. The reason we don't listen to God is because I don't think many of us know how. Just don't think we know how. I don't think we know how to get in tune with us because if we did, I don't believe many of us would ever end up doing some of the things we do if we really listen to God. You probably wouldn't have gotten in that relationship. You would never have slid that DM in there. You would have never, uh, you know, spent your money that way if you would have listened to God the first time. Let me encourage you today. You've got to learn the art of listening to him. The Bible says it this way. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them. And what do they do? They follow me. So when you start to learn how to listen to God, you'll learn how to follow him better. And a lot of you guys, you, you, wanna, you wanna be good sheep. Nobody wants, nobody wants to be a bad sheep. You know what I mean? Like, that was a really bad joke. It's a really bad, I got that joke from Pastor Kenton. That was all his joke right there. Nobody wants to be a bad sheep. But, but so what do we do? We have to learn to listen to his voice and what will happen? He will, be, he will start to speak to us. Hebrews 1 says it this way. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors, to the prophets, and many times, and in many various ways. Various ways. And I want you to know, that's how God speaks to us today. He speaks to us in various ways. So I thought I would help you today. I'm gonna equip you over the next few minutes. What are the various ways God speaks to us? Write them down. I'll give them to you very quickly. He speaks to us through his word. That's why you need to be in his word every single day. That's why you need to do your Bible reading plan. You go, well, I didn't get anything out of it. Read it the next day. And what I realize, when I can't hear his voice, I read his voice. And this is the clearest way we can hear God is by his word. Here's another one that I've realized is God speaks to us through circumstances. Nothing is, here, here I wrote it down in my notes this way. Your circumstance you're in is God's way of speaking to you. Here's why, because with God, I've realized this, nothing is by accident. 
So, so when it's chaos around you, you look at the circumstance and you ask this question, what is God saying to me? He speaks through circumstances. I believe God speaks through people. He might be speaking to you right through this message right now. Um, I'll tell you who God speaks to through the most in my life. It's my wife. It is. It's, I realized in my life that many times the voice of the Holy Spirit, write it down your notes, many times sounds like my spouse or the friends in my life. So a lot of you guys, you're waiting for this big voice from God and, and you're living with it right now. It's just like, you gotta realize God speaks through, he through, speaks through people. Here's other ones we see in the Bible. God speaks through dreams and visions. This has happened to me at times. I'll have a crazy dream and I'll go, what? That doesn't even make sense. So when I feel like a dream might be from God, here's what I do. I just simply write it down. And there's a great, hey, you wanna hear what God has to say? He's probably speaking to you through some dreams, some, through some visions that happen all throughout the Bible. In my life, I realize God speaks through images or impressions. So while I'm praying, maybe your mind starts to wander or maybe you're driving and there, some face comes to mind or some person comes to mind or some, some image comes to mind. For me, I realize that's, it's, it's a picture that popped up that I didn't think of myself. I wrote it down this way. It's a picture that has a purpose. So anytime you, you have this pop in your mind, you go, man, maybe this is God's way of speaking to me. And here's another one. We see it all throughout the Bible. God speaks through what is called a still, small voice. And, and is it audible? Some people, it's audible. It's, it, I don't know if it's ever been audible to me. But I'll tell you this, it's louder than audible when, I, when you hear it. Like you just, you feel it inside and you go, okay, I know God's saying it to me. And what I've realized with God is, all throughout the scriptures where he spoke, many times it was like a whisper. And people ask me all the time, this is a big question, go, Aaron, why doesn't God speak loud? Why doesn't he, you know, like, like in the movies, why doesn't God speak like that, like he spoke to Moses? And I believe God whispers to us, here's why. God whispers because he wants us, wants you to get close to him. So when you whisper to somebody, you, you, you have to get, if social distancing wasn't a big deal, I would get close to June and whisper, but that would be a little bit awkward for our relationship. But, but what do you do? When you whisper, you have, to get, you have to get close to the person. And I believe this is so true in your life. God, his voice sounds like that still small voice, that whisper, because God wants you to be intentional, get close to him. Let me give you a story in the Old Testament of a guy by the name of Samuel who became a great prophet. Now, a prophet is someone who would speak on God's behalf. Now, if you're gonna speak on God's behalf, if you're known as a prophet, then that means you have to hear God's voice. And what's interesting about this prophet is we have the story of the very first time that he heard from God and he heard God's voice. And we learn how he heard from God, and I think it's a lesson for your life today. Let me give you the background. The background is there's this lady by the name of Hannah, Hannah could not have a child, so she goes to church, she prays, and she's weeping at the church going, God, please give me a child. And the priest, a guy by the name of Eli, overhears her praying, walks up to her, prays for her, and she goes, if God gives me a son, I will hand him over, I will dedicate him to the Lord, and he will be used by God, and I'll basically commit him to the church. So story goes that Hannah um, leaves, she gets pregnant, she has a son, her na his name is Samuel, and then it's time for her to keep her into the bargain. So she goes to Eli, says, Eli, I'm the one you told me to, to, you know, to pray and to believe God. I did that. Here's the son, and I want him to be raised in the temple. So Samuel is raised by Eli in the temple. He's working. And we have the story, 1 Samuel chapter 3. I want you to see it in your Bibles. It says, the boy Samuel 
ministered before the Lord under Eli. And in those days, the word of the Lord was rare and there was not many visions. I believe this is our world today. The chaos we're experiencing in our world today is because people rarely hear the voice of God. Yeah, I'm telling you, the chaos is, that's in your life right now is because, because the visions are rare, the, the voice is rare. And if you hear God more clearly, I promise you, you'd be able to see a lot more peace and a lot more uh, blessings in your life. And the Bible says like this in verse four, then the word of the Lord came, called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and he said, here I am, you, you called me? And Eli said to him, he said, I didn't call you, go back and lie down. And he went and lay down again. The word of the Lord came to Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, you called me. My son Eli said, um, I did not call you, go back and lie down. You know, Samuel probably thought he was getting pranked by Eli right at this moment. You know, it's like at this moment where he's sitting there going, I know this guy's saying something, I, I feel something. But then there's this verse, look at that next verse. It says, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, the word of the Lord had not been, yet been revealed to him. In other words, there was a level of relationship that he had not gotten to with him that he did not understand how he communicated. I, I realized this in my, in my marriage. There was a level of communication when Katie and I got married that she would say things that I thought were, were just normal phrases. There was normal things. Like she would say phrases like, I'd say, how are you doing? And she said, I'm doing, I'm fine. And I, I would think that it, fine means fine. Now y'all have been married for a few years. Y'all know this. You understand in a relationship, it goes a little bit further. You realize at a certain point, fine, it does not mean fine. It means like the worse than fine. Like that it's, it's nothing is good at that moment. What, but now I've learned that. Why? Because I've developed the relationship some more. Let me just get your attention for just a little bit. If you'll develop your relationship with God, you'll start to pick up on things of the way God communicates. And I'm just telling you this, 20 years into following Jesus, 15 years into full-time ministry, I can hear his voice way clearer than I could before because I have developed that relationship. That's what he's talking about right there in Samuel. So then he goes on to say it like this. He says, then a third time. Say a third time. Third time. Uh, don't you, aren't you thankful we serve a God of the third time? That, that he, he gives us another chance and another chance. Some of you guys, he's been trying to speak to you guys for a long time. A third time, the Lord called Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said to him, here I am, you called me. And Eli realized the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak Lord for your servant is listening. So Samuel went to lay down in his place. I love that right there. And the Lord came and stood there calling as of, as of the other time. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. Eli's challenge to him is the key for you to hear God's voice. And I'm gonna give it to you in the last few minutes that we have today. You wanna hear God's voice? It's seven words that you need to know. And if you'll practice these seven words, you will hear God's voice clearer than ever before. Some of you guys right now, you need to click the share button right there online because there's somebody that needs to hear these seven words and, and it's gonna be shared on somebody's page because this will change their life in the last few minutes we have together. Here's his phrase, Eli says, speak Lord for your servant is listening. Speak Lord for your servant is listening. I counted that so many times because I wanted to make sure at this moment in the message, I didn't screw that up. All right, let's break it down. Ready? Speak, Lord. That's the first one. Now, what does that mean? He's, he's, he's making a decision in this moment to clear his room and say, okay, 
I want God to speak. Here's the key, ready? To hear God's voice, here's number one. I remove distractions so that I can focus on him. I remove distractions so that I can focus on him. Now, you guys might not know this, but you're standing uh, next to a champion. Um, I was a, a, I've never been good at sports, but I was, in, I was an MVP for our eighth grade co-ed volleyball team. That's a big deal, okay? Now, Pastor Kyle, you, you played a lot more sports. Ross, y'all played a lot more sports. But this was my one claim to fame. And I've never been to a sports banquet before in my life until the eighth grade year, they had the sports banquet and I was invited because I was receiving an award. Now, that was a big deal for me. So I remember goofing off. They're doing all the, the track people and all the football players and all the basketball players. And then they got around to volleyball. Now I'm goofing off laughing with my friends until they got around to the volleyball team. And I go, guys, 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 quiet, quiet. Something's about to happen. Because I knew I was about to get some. They just didn't know it. So I'm all excited. So then they're like, and we're excited to announce our eighth grade MVP for co-ed volleyball is, and they're, they're all, I'm like, I'm like, shh, shh, y'all listen, listen, listen. And they said, they said my name, Aaron Burke. And I poof, stood up. It's the only time I've ever won an award ever in my entire life for sports. <laughs> And here's what I realized at that moment. I was so attentive because I knew at that moment I was about to receive something that, was, that I'd be talking about decades later. Now, now that's, that's a simple eighth grade MVP award that I still have hanging up in my bedroom. That's a big deal. <laughs> but imagine if it was like a medal of honor. Imagine if it was an Olympic gold medal. Wouldn't you sit there and go, okay, I'm about to receive something so big, I'm gonna, I'm gonna remove, like that's the most important thing. What if we treated the voice of God the exact same way? That we go into our quiet times and we say, okay, I'm about to receive something so valuable, more valuable than a medal, more valuable than a trophy. I'm about to receive the very word of God. I'm gonna remove distractions so that I can focus on him. I promise you, you'll hear God's voice. Jeremiah says it this way. While you were doing all these things, say all these things, declares the Lord, I spoke to you again and again, but you did not listen yeah, look, at, I called to you, but you did not answer. This is the problem in our society. It's the problem with my prayer times. It's that while God is trying to speak to me, guess what I'm doing? I'm doing all these things. What do you think all these things looks like today? Hey, oh, hey Pastor Aaron, how are you doing? Hey, Facebook, what's up? Oh, not much, just being really divisive. Oh yeah, that sounds like yeah, something you would be doing. Yeah, no, exactly. Hey, did you see your friend Linda the other day? Yeah. She was at the beach and she posted hashtag getaway. I did see that. That's so awesome. It looked amazing. Did anybody just say vacation in nature? YouTube! I gotta check out stuff. Yeah, you gotta check out all my vacations in nature. Look. Vacation? Yes, Instagram. I need to know what's happening on Instagram. Yes, we got to get some selfies on Instagram. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If we're talking about selfies. Whoa, TikTok, you're like the newest thing out there right now. Thank you, thank you. I'd love to go in front of some really cool walls and teach you guys how to hit the. Whoa, it'd be awesome. That's incredible. Guys, guys, guys. Oh, the news. You can't go outside yet. Listen, half of us think it's okay to go outside. The other half has no idea what we're talking about. Breaking news, breaking news. Excuse me, excuse me. Did oh, Twitter. Did you see the celebrities out on the beach last weekend? Oh. You can really tell that they care about our environment and society. I, I, I saw that. You know, speaking of society, your friends hung out without you again. I, I know that. It's really oh, a bummer. Wait, it's a bummer. Speaking yeah. of friends, um, um, if we could all just kind of head out soon, it's almost golden hour. Golden hour, it's perfect time to take a picture. Golden hour, that is a real sure sign that our environment is messed up. UV rays, really? 
or it's a really good timing for teaching you guys how to do the new Savage Dance. Yes! Oh, that would be awesome. Savage. That reminds me of my new video that I just did all about a COVID. We were in lockdown. It was so crazy. It was savage. Make sure to subscribe for more details. That... Subscribing to sites and people it makes you susceptible to spam. Spam? Yep. Spam you? Spam on your For You page. I would love that. Let's go. I don't even know what that means. Let's do it. And speaking of TikTok, if you want to learn how to grow your influence okay. and your brand, all you have to do is click this link shared by your friend. Who, by the way, she's the one who recently got engaged. Oh, okay. Oh, very good. Oh, wow. We're still single. Yes, yes, yes. Yo, so I actually just made a whole new video on 10 steps that I need on how to have a better relationship. Wow. Because I need to see that video. Gosh, The Bachelor is on again. I bet it's going to be someone attractive once again. And they're going to be out here breaking all these stinking hearts. All right. Listen, look, look at me. All right. This is what all these things is referring to in Jeremiah. So what do we do about it? Write it down in your notes. Ready? To hear God clearly, I was, must silence other voices completely. You got to get them out of your life. Y'all did a great job, guys. You got to get them out of your life. And I bet, guys, listen, if you would just slow down, you'll never forget that little skit right there. That was awesome. I bet if you would just slow down a little bit, you'll hear him more cl clearly. Listen, there's way too many competing voices, and God's very clear. There will be no other gods before me. So if you, if you put those other things before him, no wonder we're not hearing his voice. So what do we do? We say, speak, Lord. So we're going we're gonna to clear the stage. We're going to remove distractions. Here's the second one. He says, for your servant. Notice he doesn't say your son, your daughter, your friend. He, he, he enters the conversation with his role in this moment. Because if you want to hear God's voice, here's number two, ready? I predetermine to say yes to whatever so God wants. So, so how do you hear God's voice clearly? You predetermine to say, I am your servant. And if whatever you want to tell me, I am going to do it. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody and their mind was completely made up already? That was me my entire teenage year. I remember going to my parents and I'd go, I wanna go hang out with that friend. And my parents would say things like, they're no good for you. They're, they're not a good of influence. I was, and I was, you know, teenager going, but I know what's best for my life. Guess what? They were right. I, but what, it doesn't matter what they said to me, I, I was closed off. You ever, uh, let's, let's bring it back to Thanksgiving dinner. Do you remember sitting there and you start to have that political conversation with somebody of maybe the opposing party of yourself? And what happens? It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you say. You can have the facts and they're perfect, but it doesn't matter why, because they're closed off. I wonder how many times God feels the same way about you, where he's sitting there going, I want to have a conversation with them, but I know they've already got their mind made up. It's, it's almost like a waste of his breath. So when I approach God in my times, I say, God, I'm here. My mind's not made up. Whatever you want me to do, I'm going to say yes in advance. Write it down your notes this way. When it comes to hearing God's voice, a quiet room is not nearly as important as a surrendered heart. I want you to understand this. God wants you to have a surrendered heart. If you walk in surrender in those moments, you say, yes, God, whatever you want. Yes to forgiving people. Yes to trusting people. Yes to giving. God, yes to going. Whatever you want me to do, I'll live my life with a giant yes to God. I promise you, you'll hear his voice clearly. Last one is this. He says this phrase, your servant is listening. Look at that action statement there. 
It's, a, it's an aggressive statement. It's saying, listen, I'm leaning into this thing. I know something's about to happen, and so I'm gonna lean into it. So here's what it is. You wanna hear God's voice? Write it down in your notes this way. I expect God to speak. So when I open up his word, or I look at the circumstances, or I, or I go into that message, I am expecting God to speak into my situation. And I promise you this, your expectation always determines your experience. So if you want to hear God clearly, walk into the situation expecting to hear God. Isn't it interesting you can go into a Sunday service at Radiant Church and you can be there with expectation and you're taking notes and you're writing stuff down. You're shouting the preacher down and your, your life has changed. And your friend goes, well, I didn't get anything out of it. What's the difference between the two? Expectation. I want you to know when I go before the Lord, when I get that, when I need a word, when, I, when I'm struggling and my kids are struggling and I need that word from God or there's things going on in my life and I need that word from God, I'm telling you, I'm walking into that thing going, I know, I know, I know that God is about to speak to me right there in this moment. I know he's got it. And I promise you this, he brought you to this message today because he wants to speak to your life. What if you just, what if you leaned into those moments? What if tomorrow morning you leaned in and you go, no, I, I'm, I'm listening. I'm ready. I promise you, God will honor it. Samuel, the story goes that he said it. The, the next phrase that God says, as soon as he says, I'm listening, the Lord says to him, see, I'm, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. God had something big to say. He was just waiting for somebody available. Radiant Church, can I get you to do this and lean in? That during times of trial and struggle and frustration, here's what we need. We need a word from God that we can hold on to. In our darkest moments, we need to lean into his word. It is by his word that he will accomplish his work in your world today. He will do it to you. If it seems broken, can I challenge you? Get off of Facebook, get into his book, and get a word from God. If it seems like it's a struggle, get that word from him. Stop seeking pity. Seek a promise from God. And why? Because his word does the work in our life. Remember how he created at the very beginning? He spoke and everything changed. What if he's got a word that he wants to speak in your life and everything would change? Are you filled with worry? Get a word from God that he has plans for your future. Are you filled with anger? Get a word from God that he can heal your heart. Are you filled with revenge right now? Get a word from God that he will take care of you. Do you want to give up? Get a word from God that if you will wait on him, he will renew your strength. Get a word from God. And one word during this season can change everything. I'm telling you, we're in the midst of a crisis. You need that word from God. Lord, speak to your people right now. Just tell them right there in your room. Say, speak, Lord. For your servant is listening. I believe even right now in this moment, what a holy moment this is where you're sitting there and you're going, God, I, want to, I need a word from you. Some of y'all, he's giving you the word peace and rest. And hold on. Keep going. God is speaking to his people. Lord, we come to you right now and we know that you are in control. You are good. You are a God that's speaking to people right now in the hardest and the darkest of moments. We trust you in this time. In Jesus' name, 
we pray. Come on, let's take a moment. Let's put that focus right back on him. Tampa Bay, I just want you to close your eyes for just a second. Somebody in that, in your living room, somebody in your car right there, somebody that's, you're struggling and you don't know what it is. Here's the word from God. It's that you haven't surrendered your heart to God. You haven't surrendered your sin. You haven't repented. You haven't turned from your ways. You haven't gone to God. And here's what God would speak to you right now. The sacrifice for your sins has already been paid on the cross. It's time to, to come home to him. This is your moment. I believe it's time to come home to him. You're waiting for that message from God. Here it is right now. It's time to turn from your ways, your sin, your life, and to turn to God. You've been doing it your own way. It's caused chaos after chaos. Do it God's way now. That's you right there. Just pray this prayer. Say, God, I give you my life. I give you my sin. I give you my past. I give you my struggles. Today, Jesus, be my Lord and be my Savior. For the rest of my life, I'm going to follow you. In Jesus' name, we pray. And everybody that believes it says, amen, amen. I believe right now, all over America, there's hundreds of people that just made the best decision they could make to respond to God and say yes to Him by giving them their life. Let us know about it. If you're watching Church Online, you can click there right now. I'm raising my hand. I committed my life to Christ. If you're on YouTube, you're on uh, Facebook, make sure you're right there. Hey, I'm giving my life to Christ today. You can also fill out that connection card and tell us about it. We'll send you some resources to help you. It's not the end. It's just the beginning of what God is going to do in your life. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.